0: This show is an ultimate podcast group production. Hey, this is Live Better with Natasha with me, Natasha Hamilton. This podcast is all about exploring your mental, physical and spiritual wellness. Live Better with Natasha is for anyone who is looking to broaden their horizons with their wellness, who want to heal, they want to grow and they want to feel on top of the freaking world. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Live Better with Natasha podcast. I'm super excited to have on the show today the gorgeous Miss Natalie Anderson. Hey honey, how are you? I'm all right, lovey. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on to talk with me today. My older room share buddy from back in (laughs) back on our touring days when we were um, touring with Fat Friends, the musical. Oh, they were good times. Really good times. So when I think about it, all the
1: all the rooms that we went to and the thing is, is we make it sound dead glamorous. And it was really it was just me and you bunking in a hotel room with a glass of wine.
0: (laughs) 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 But they were such good times. I can you believe it's been three years already since we we did those fair shows in Leeds.
1: Honestly, I don't know what's happened in the last kind of almost half a decade. It seems to have just flown like completely. When I think I spent five years at Emmerdale and I seem to have been there forever. And now three years since we did Fat Friends has already gone. It's like, what? How has that happened? And obviously, I think this year hasn't hasn't really helped in the sense that, it's been like being in the twilight zone.
0: My goodness, like the whole of the first lockdown was just like Groundhog Day, wasn't it? <laughs> and it's been it's been a, it's been quite a year and there's been a lot of people who've embraced lockdown. They've been furloughed. They've been able to stay at home and be with their family and you know, do things that they wouldn't necessarily be able to do with a full time job. And then on the flip side, we've got the self-employed the likes of me and you have gone into full-time hustle mode to recoup the damage that's been done within the entertainment industry, which has been Oh my God,
1: absolutely. You know, I'm so grateful, Tash. You know, when when you go back to those days when we were touring, um, you know, in the back, kind of the early part of 2018, where we both had these ideas of, you know, doing a, a business in fashion, wellness, all kinds of different things. And I'm so glad that actually I started to put my energy into that early on because it's been the one thing that's really kept me going this year. And it's been something that I've been able to really throw myself into. Um, because had I not had that, I really don't know what I'd have done. I mean, you know, we've managed to kind of get some projects on the go um with Jodie and Neil, obviously, who you know, who are my like writing colleagues. But other than that, I, I honestly don't know what we would have done because we'd have just been so fed up. And, you know, with not that much support from the government, it's it's been down to us to kind of make our way. And and in some respects, I also feel quite fortunate for that because we know what this game's like. We had an idea of what it's like to have to hustle the hell out of life because in between jobs, that's that's been what we've been used to. So I really feel for people that were thrown into this kind of lifestyle, having no idea what it can be like, you know, at least we had an idea of where to go to, what to do, how to throw yourself into something, how to get yourself up in the morning when you don't know where your next penny's coming from. You know, we, at least in some respects, I think to myself, the industry taught me very early on how to be resourceful. Absolutely, like we have been
0: equipped from our jobs with with that robustness of mm. not really knowing what's coming next, but to mm. still put the smile on. So <laughs> you know, as every good actor does, you know you paint on the smile and you know you show the outside world oh, everything's everything's fine here. But the reality of it is, it's it's really hard. There's limited jobs, and everyone's fighting for the same jobs. I do think though we all do have a point within our lives where we it's almost like a rude awakening Mm. where you have to get into perspective. Where it is you've been Mm. and where it is you're going, like, what do you want? And I think this has been like that, it might be a rude awakening to some, but it might be like this massive epiphany, like this big, you know, life moment where people have gone, oh my God, like I actually really needed the drama of this year to, to, to stop me in my tracks and go, what do you want from life? Um, for me personally, my rude awakening <laughs> was during fat friends, the musical.
1: Mm.
0: I got nodules, which are um, like basically blisters on the vocal cords. And I struggled, I couldn't perform, and I was... It was awful when you went through that. It it was was really awful. You would be there every night with me crying, going, I can't do uh, it anymore. And also
1: feeling like you didn't... You know, so much pressure was on you as well. You know, your name was attached to the show, and people were coming to see you, but for the the good of your health Mm. and the good of your family, you know, of of the long-term... And that's what, you know, we talked about a lot, was you protecting yourself in the short term for the long term. Because if you'd have continued going, you would have just completely wrecked your voice. And, you know, thank God you didn't. But, it, you know, yeah, it was hard. And as you said, we had those conversations where you were really worried and what were you going to do? And it was, it was that moment, wasn't it? You know, we, we chatted it through and you're like, what, I've got to provide for my children. And yes. you being the mum that you are, you know, very very quickly kind of um shifted your perspective i think and you know and and have done ever since really obviously now with the business and with the podcast and you know building up uh, everything that you've worked for because i think as you said that rude awakening and you know witnessing that it just showed me personally that it's very fragile the entertainment industry just as it is with sport you know if you break your ankle and you're out of the game what do you do
0: do you ever get back into the team? Mm. And that's where it was like with fat friends. I didn't want to let the team down, but I knew that I had to stop in order to get better. But then the pressure to continue is on you. And the pressure of, well, actually when I stop, that means I don't get paid. So do I just push on through the pain and hope for a miracle that I don't need some really intensive or invasive surgery at some point? the the whole pressure it was just a pressure cooker you know my my nerves I was living on my nerves I didn't want to let the team down I knew I had to stop working but then when I came home and everyone else was still touring and the show was going on and I was sat at home going okay well how am I paying for my bills because now I don't have a job and I'm not going to have any money coming in until I go back I had a few, I think I had like a couple of weeks sick pay, but I knew that was going to run out and I knew I wasn't going to be better in time. So that for me was like, Oh my God. Like how, how, like I felt bad. Like how have I ended up in this situation? But I was just pursuing my dream and everything was about performing and being on stage. And I never really understood the importance of having secondary income or you know that extra side hustle and that's what we set about doing we, we plotted didn't we
1: <laughs> we did I mean personally for me I've you know I've kind of I learned that really early on um you know after I finished drama school and I started working as an actor and you know it's it, I was in a show for, for three years, but we'd have six months on that show and then six months off of the show. And it was really tough because one minute you'd be on television and, you know, getting a decent wage. But I was 23 at that point. I was like, wow, I've got loads of money. And then all of a sudden, six months later, I'm like, I've got no money. <laughs> you know, And I had to then go back to working in a bar and people would come up to me and go, but aren't you on the telly? And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to suffer that blow of going, um, well, yes. And try and then trying to, agonizingly explain to people what the industry is actually like, it, it toughened me up. And it also forced me to think of secondary careers all the time. So, you know, I had a sports entertainment business. I set up a record label at one point. I did, I always had my fingers in other pies purely. I had a, like a fashion business purely because I knew that at some point it can all stop very quickly. And, you know, as an actor particularly, what else can I be doing that I love? I genuinely love so much that if I'm not acting, I'm doing this other thing that I really love. And, you know, again, when you and I talked in our rooms with our glasses of wine and, you know, chit-chatting, for me it was fashion and it was, you know, beauty and, and well-being. And I know for you, you're all about the wellness. And I kept saying, Natasha, come on, you need to do fitness. You need to do fitness DVD. I'd do it. And,
0: you know, you kicked yeah, my backside because the whole every day, time. Yeah, every day we would go in the gym yeah. and you were like, train me, show me what you're doing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just doing this. And you really gave me so much confidence because I didn't have the confidence in myself. And I feel really pri- privileged that at pivotal points in my life, there's been people there who have nurtured me or said the right things to me or made me feel like I can do it. And you are one of those people. You were a very important part in me building my own confidence and going well look what, look what Nat's doing like she's killing it like you used, used to tell me all these things you were doing I was like how where do you even like where do you get the confidence from and you would you just do it and it was so, it just came so natural to you and I was like okay so I just need to figure out what sets my soul on fire.
1: It's so weird that you say that because literally that was the same for me and I remember having a conversation with my best friend about. Doing um, an exercise thing when we were on tour, and I posted a picture, and I was really nervous about posting this picture of when we were doing some fitness stuff. And you were like, "What are you talking about? Look at that amazing body you've got!" And I was like, "Oh no, no, no! You're really shy." And you, again, it was the same for me. You really gave me some confidence to have um, to be a bit more ballsy. I'm, you know, me. I'm not naturally kind of like that. I'm a little, little shyer, a little kind of panicker, you know. And you really. Showed me how to be ballsy and, and own own myself, and so it's funny that you say that. So we must have been going through the same journey at the same time. And I do think people come into your life at a certain time, and it was meant to be that you know we shared those rooms and
0: that we bonded so quickly. I it was got goosebumps all up my back because <laughs> it was. We were literally sent to nurture each other and support each other. You know, we were we were away from our families. Yeah. For six days a week, away from our children, you know away from partners, being on the road is lonely, yeah, and it's it's relentless. a different city every week, a different bed. I mean, luckily, I got to wake up looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> I don't know it, about that <laughs> but it was such it was so beautiful to find that friendship in the midst of what it, it was lonely, but it could have been. A lot, a lot lonely, worse,
1: yeah. yeah, definitely, and especially because we were, you know, both of us being mums, and a lot, of you know, a lot of our cast were quite a bit younger. You know, there was kind of a a team of like mums, and then there was like a lot of our cast was so much younger because I was really nervous about that when I accepted the job. I was like, who else is going to understand if I'm lonely, if I'm missing my son, if I, you know? And thankfully, you know, there was you, and there was Sam as well, Sam Bailey, and as as a group of, of mothers together, it was lovely to be able to bring the kids on tour, to mm-hmm. be able to have them together and you know, not feel guilty about that but to have support there and to have you know women supporting women and you know minding the kids for each other when you know when you were like running on stage and we had children backstage and somebody else would be like oh I'm just keeping the kids occupied while she's doing this you know (laughs) and it was like a crash and it was was (laughs) but it was and I think that's really what made it very different as well is that you know we were at a point in our lives that we weren't young kids doing that job we were women in our mid-30s with families and that was a a priority for us we were working mothers you know what I mean and I think having that understanding that shared understanding and that shared experience again is something else I think that really bonded us Mm,
0: absolutely so Like, especially within our industry and being a mom and leaving the kids and, you know, sometimes you've got a job where it's not that easy to bring the children Mm. along. Like if you're on set, you you can't have a a toddler in the background because they're going to say something and you're going to have to cut filming. You know, that's just not a scenario that's happened. But with this year and lockdown and everything and everything being pushed to working from home, going online, how have you found that?
1: It's been a real eye opener for me. Um, In the beginning, I, I just threw caution to the wind and I really put myself out there, which again was quite alien for me. I'm so used to being behind a character at all times. I'm not really that used to people seeing me for me. So, you know, I, kind of threw myself out there doing these like lives on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And it was funny because Freddie would be like, oh, she's doing a live stream. And I was like, how do you know? <laughs> and it was so all about it. But it really forced me to then, you know, I already had kind of the capsule and conversation podcast was already running. And we just concluded that first series, actually. And by doing the live streams, it gave me the confidence to then look to do the podcast from home. And don't get me wrong, there were a million errors. Some of the recordings are shocking because I I just didn't know what I was doing. But it forced me to invest in the right kit, into learning more, into learning more about my business, learning more kind of where my customers were coming from, where the engagement was coming from. And also, you know, we kind of tailor-made parts of the house to enable me to do my job. And so I'd have Freddie playing or doing his schoolwork and I was able to then take myself off into this room basically where I am now um, and get stuff done. And it really, again, open my eyes to all the stress that I put on myself doing commutes, you know, commutes down to London, so stressful and so expensive that, mm. you know, Zoom, I was like, wow, this is a revelation. You know, this is now like changed my life. And it's also made me be much more um, aware of how much business can be done virtually. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing like being in the same room as somebody, but you know, for, for the sake of a, a half an hour meeting, let's just do it on zoom you know we need to touch on certain bullet points this that and the other and it's yeah it's forced me to kind of um future-proof myself I think absolutely
0: I think you know we, we've a lot of us will come out of this year equipped with so much more knowledge um and a bit more confidence within ourselves to realize that it doesn't matter if we don't know it all or we're not professional at it I mean I'm recording a podcast now just to let you in on to this one viewers we've just had to start recording this podcast again because my headphones were running out and started beeping and then I spilled a glass of water all over the desktop all over the mic and the headphones I mean but well, we're there now we're think, here now <laughs> sometimes I think I'm a bumbling mess how have I even managed to get into my 38th year But also, I'm just living proof that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Oh, I think
1: that's the other thing,
0: you know, in terms of um,
1: having confidence in yourself and finding new things that you're good at, that you didn't know that maybe happened by accident. You know, I never... I never really thought I'd be kind of in this position that I'm in now, you know, where like you, I'm interviewing people and I'm speaking to people that I've admired for many, many years. I never, I never imagined I'd be in that position. I kind of have fallen into it completely by accident. And I've always loved, I've always loved it. And I've always admired watching other people do it, but I never really thought I would be able to do it until it kind of, again, just from those early live streams, you know, when I was getting people on Instagram with me. Some of them I'd never met before, but I was just interested in and having a conversation that was live that people were tuning into where, you know, you hit the button and they're not pressing accept and you're like, okay guys, just bear with me. <laughs> you know, you're like, "Okay, okay," you know, style it out. But, and it was by accident. It was totally by accident, but, you know, by throwing myself in at the deep end, which I think so many people have had to do this year is just really bear their souls and kind of question who they are as well and what, what they bring to the table, what their purpose is. I think we've had this conversation before almost about grieving your past self, mm. grieving a life that you once led and now this new reality. How do you move forward in this new reality? And who are you in this new reality? What is your purpose? What is your goal? Because you can't relive that past just yeah. with anything. So how do you adapt to this What everybody says, you know, is the new normal, but it is the new normal. And it's kind of, okay, who am I in this second phase now,
0: or the third, or the fourth? And what I've realized also is you don't ever have to totally give up the first phase. Like if you started your life doing your passion project, your passion career. It, it can come back. Like I'm living proof of that. I held on for music for dear life and it wasn't serving me. I wasn't getting the jobs, you know, it, things were getting quieter and quieter. And I kind of spent 15 years running around in circles, not really knowing what I wanted out of life or where I wanted to be. And that was all down to not having enough confidence within myself to make those decisions and start making those steps into an alternative career. Mm-hmm. And we literally were at the end of lockdown one and I got the most random phone call about, well, well, a guy (laughs) asking me if I would, how did I feel about recording music again? And I was like, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like I've been running away from music Mm. because I hadn't fully healed from my past and everything that had happened with my music career. And I also felt like let down. And I also felt like I never reached my full potential because I never did anything solo. And, you know, I always really wanted to do that, but it never happened. Um, so kind of come, as you said, come to terms with the past. And, and I was like, right, well, that's done now. That's all under the, like, that's all set to yeah. one side and this is the new me. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, and it's back when I least expect it. And it's just made me realise that as long as you heal from it, you can still do it again. Like now for me, like when I was first asked to do music again, I could feel my heart pounding. I could feel that anxiety. <laughs> like, because all I could think of is or someone else being in charge of, of me. And I've spent the past mm. five years Becoming independent, you know, not having a manager, not having to wait for the phone to call. Me being proactive and putting myself out there and forging my own future. So when someone's going, "Oh, can I have a piece of you?" I was like, "No, I don't. I don't know about this. (laughs) I don't know how this is making me feel." But I was like, "Okay, well, let's just have a conversation about how you would like it to be, and see if that will work." And he was like, "Yeah." great the more input you've got the easier my job is and I was like oh okay so he's not looking at me as a 16 year old kid the way it was 20 plus years ago and he sees me as a grown woman who is a businesswoman who's got other things going on you know and it's a collaboration and that for me was like oh this is actually this I think this is actually going to be quite nice. Definitely and I I think that
1: um, you know as you say there Natasha that you don't have to let things completely go. It, it, it'll come back when the time is right. You know, I'm at a funny age and I was at a funny age for casting, you know, but I'd go up for these jobs of, you know, uh, she's 40, she's this, she's that. Now I'm 39 and I'd go up for those jobs and go, oh, no, she's too young. And and I'm in this very strange age bracket because I'm too old to be the girlfriend and I'm apparently too young to be the the leading. You know, let's have it straight. You look
0: fabulous, <laughs> you don't look your age.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, and I kind of came to that realization of, it's going to be tough for me for a few years, you know, and it is. And again, going back to, you know, so what else can I do that feeds my soul in the morning that gives me a purpose, that actually gives me a sense of worth, that what is my worth, having my own self-worth. In the meantime, so that, when, you know, all the things that I'm learning, and all the skills that I'm learning with running a business and having to, you know, again, write things up and go to skills that I've not touched since I was probably at university, having to revisit all that and bring it all back out again and really use all that stuff to to push the business forward I'm becoming a different person so that by the time you know I get to my early 40s 42 43 44 I'm going to be able to bring a whole load more skills to the characters that I play because you know my dream isn't giving up at all not not one bit it's just for the time being I feel like I also need to live a bit I need to grow a bit so that I can bring better things to a character or more experienced things or uh, more maturity to a character that perhaps I couldn't have done a year ago. So for me, that dream is still there. It's just right now, if I'm realistic, the kind of roles that I want, I'm not going to get just yet, but I might be getting them in the next three, four, five years. You will get them. Yes. (laughs) hundred percent. Either that or I'll be producing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, all the money and less
1: stress. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you say less stress, you know, we've we've had some other projects on it during lockdown and honestly, it's stressful. But I love, you know, again, that's another side of the industry that I love. I love producing. I love bringing things together. I love tying up the loose ends. I love... I love that. And for me, that's just as creative sometimes as being in front of the camera, that having that overall picture and the final say and kind of actually the narrative needs to go like this or like this, that's exhilarating for me. And it's definitely an area that I really want to um, expand on and, you know, fulfil a lot more of of some of those kind
0: of dreams as well. So, you know, the world's your oyster, isn't it, if you make it. So, Natalie, what advice would you give Men and women out there, like, because I think we are of that age where, or we have, you know, we're coming out the other end. We've we've been through the battle of who are we, what do we want, where do we want to go, and we're we're actually on the road now of the new career and thoroughly enjoying it. But what advice would you give people if this year has brought them to that crossroads and they feel like they can't do something that they've always wanted to?
1: I would say, you know, firstly, don't be too hard on yourself. Don't put yourself under so much pressure. Um, you know, don't set yourself goals that feel so vast and unachievable. Set yourself small weekly goals to just, just tiny things, firstly, to have a little bit of self-worth. And then thinking in that time, genuinely have a think about what what in, what do you find most enjoyment from? You know, whether it's I, I like styling or and or fashion or anything and you know maybe it's you know kind of a blog or something like that that you can put your energy into and it can start off as maybe a hobby then you can grow it and but it's got to feed your soul more than anything you know you once said to me Natasha you know we're not one thing and that's so true there's many things that make us tick you know it could be funny films or it could be you know going for walks it could be running it could be anything but whatever it is that's that one thing that you find some enjoyment from pursue that you mm. just keep going with that and if it's running we'll set yourself a goal of doing right I'm going to do a 10k on and, and then I might do it for charity and then I might do this because what will happen is you'll naturally start to expand your circle and you'll naturally start to grab you know gravitate towards like-minded people and then the next opportunity will be presented to you, but it'll be in a field that you really enjoy and something that you love. And you'll before you know it, you'll get swept along and you'll be like, wow, how did I get here? But it just starts with those very tiny steps first.
0: Absolutely. I back that 100%. I am the girl who left school at 16 and went back to college at 32. You know, know, I went back to college and studied in beauty and loved it for me that was just going to be a hobby to get out the house after having my daughter and having a really tough time with my mental health that became something like I, I loved it it was this new lease of life you know I became a holistic a holistic therapist I studied in um, like massage hot stone massage that led me into being a skin specialist and which ended up opening my own beauty salon when I was just like who am
1: I? <laughs> but I think it's that thing, Natasha, if you know, again, it is sometimes your ego can get the better of you. And sometimes you can be defined by your job. And people go, oh, well, you're a teacher, or you're a doctor, or you're a this, or you're a singer, or you're an actor. Yeah. And we sometimes fall into that trap of going, but that's who I am. And that's the be all and end all. And actually, it's okay to step away from that. For me, the biggest thing in my life has always been about failure. Failure for me has always terrified me. I've always been like, I cannot fail. No way. My dreams are this set in stone. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is. And then as life has you know, evolved and, and I've gone on my journey, there's been many times that I've failed And those failures have brought me to a place where actually I know myself a lot better. I've streamlined myself. I know what my skill set is. I know what I'm better at and what I actually can turn around and go, actually, that's not my forte. I'm not very good at that. By failing and by kind of being in a position where you have to really look at yourself and go, are you all that good at that stuff, really? Or actually, do you have skills in another area that actually are so much better that you're just not, you're not pursuing. Mm. And yeah, it's don't be afraid to to fail. Failure is not a horrible, dirty word. Actually, it's the word that can give you the next phase of your life. It's the word that can open up the next door.
0: My biggest lessons have come from perceived failure, like getting something wrong. Because the minute you go, oh, I definitely don't want to do that again. If you, you shift your focus, And another thing that has really meant something to me and what I've really realized is the job title isn't what's important. It's the feeling you get Mm -hmm. from the job that you do. So for me, being an international pop star was like this. I placed it on so much of a pedestal that nothing I ever did after it would come anywhere Near it. And I always felt like nothing I ever do will ever be as good as that. It's not as worthy as that. And that's what held me back. And actually, Natasha, the holistic therapist who comes home every night feeling fulfilled and doesn't have the stress and the trauma and the drama of being an international pop star, <laughs> you know, that actually was a really nice job where well, I loved it. And it, it is all about how you perceive things like you. Life is what you make of it. Choose wisely, nurture your skill sets, nature your talents, nature your passion, and go out there and do it. And, and don't be worried about what anyone else thinks. It's that it's that judgment
1: of other people. That's the thing, is you know, and I'm definitely one of those people that for a very, very, very long time, I'm I'm such a people pleaser. And I always let other people's opinions of me factor kind of the path of my life. And actually, when you start owning it and going, no, I'm going to do it this way. This is what I want to do. And you can like it or not. Ultimately, if it's making me feel good, if I feel worthy in my own right, and if I've got some kind of self-worth and self-esteem, then it shouldn't, you know, you're going to go back to your day and you're going to go and be with your kids or you're going to go do your own job and you're not really going to give two hoops about me. But I've sat around all day worrying about what you think. And that just, you know, holds you back. And I've got to a place now where, you know... I'm able to kind of run with the things that I've put in place because again, I really love it and I'm, and I'm happy with it. And, and it's making me happy. And as you said, then, you know, I don't have all this drama and stress and everything. Don't get me wrong. I do have stress, but not in the same vein as what I have had previously in my life. And I feel so much more fulfilled being able to be at home, you know, be pick Freddie up from school, do his packed lunches, that trauma of, being away and wanting to be a really hands-on mum, but equally pursuing a career because I want some self-worth, it just tore me in two and I, I, I couldn't do it. Whereas I'm able to now be that person that I want to be. I'm able to be the mummy that I always wanted to be. Whilst, again, having something that I really care about and that I want to nurture and it's fulfilling me.
0: And I'm in a much better place mentally for it. Amazing. I absolutely love hearing that you're in such a good place. And for all the listeners out there, just find some inner peace. Find what makes you shine. Give back. I think that's another thing as well. What I found when it's not all about me and I am giving back and I'm doing things for other people and help helping other people. That's when I feel truly fulfilled definitely 100%
1: when you know that you know it's like a a two-way conversation and when you know that actually you're in this organic thing where you're able to kind of give people information or help in some way or you know benefit somebody else's life and I think, yeah, it stops the focus being on you. So you don't internalize everything so much because you haven't got time to. You're too busy putting together, whether it's a newsletter or whether it's, you know, information or whether it's an article or whether it's anything, a a podcast. And you know that it's got to be X, Y and Z because actually, whether it's for your, you know, the person that you're interviewing or your listeners, you're thinking about the other people. You're thinking about the end goal and it's not about you you it's it's definitely that transference I think of energy and goodness and it's it makes you feel so much better.
0: Complete joy to talk with you I've missed you so much we've both been really bustling hard so we've already missed yeah. you this year, but when we're out of the lockdown <laughs>
1: Oh, we will, my love. We will definitely like be catching up properly. You know, we'll allow ourselves a glass of wine because some things don't change. Absolutely. A <laughs> and nice then, glass you know, red. A awesome. nice <laughs> glass, yeah. A, a nice little, and we'll have a great time. And, you know, and I'm so proud of you. Honest to God, I'm so, so proud of you because like I say, I've watched you on this journey and it's been amazing to watch. And I'm just, yes, yeah, so thrilled for you. And I'm so proud of you for, you know, going off and doing more music and all of the other things that you've got going on as well you know you make me so proud and i love seeing everything that you're doing and good luck with everything as well thank
0: you so so much guys that has been natalie anderson she is a complete ray of sunshine you can go and follow her over at thecapsule.com yes if you follow me at nat
1: anderson on instagram or you can follow the capsule at official capsule
0: thank you so much honey thanks for coming thank you. on Thanks for listening to this episode of Live Better with Natasha. If you have enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcasts. It helps us more than you can imagine to reach more people and share important lessons and conversations about mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. You can also connect with Natasha and become part of the Live Better movement right now by clicking the link in the show notes. If you're serious about scaling your personal or business brand, then you need to be producing audio. Yes, you need a podcast. Podcasting is exploding right now and means that you can reach a global audience, be seen as the expert in your marketplace, collaborate with world-renowned influencers, turn followers, fans and listeners into paying clients, and open up a world of opportunities. So when you're ready to add the power of podcasting for your brand and business, check out the Ultimate Podcast Group, the team that make this very podcast ultimate podcast group your one-stop full-service agency for all your production needs for more information click the link in the show notes now